Welcome to the latest edition of 68 Shining Moments presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Today, we talked to former BYU star Danny Ainge about his incredible coast-to-coast game winner in the 1981 NCAA tournament. All right, now pleased to welcome in one of the uh, the heroes of the 1981 NCAA tournament. Uh, long time ago, Danny Ainge, long, long time ago. You, you didn't have gray hair back then. You had, you had a good-looking head of hair back then. It's only 40 years, Jeff. 40 years. Wow. That sounds like a long time ago. Yeah, you moved quickly up and down the court back then. Listen, uh, we'll, we'll get to that final play soon. Um, but but first, take me back to, to that BYU team. And when you saw the brackets that day come out, and it was, it was different then. It wasn't 68 teams. It wasn't 64 teams. Um, when you drew Princeton and, and saw kind of your region – what was your thought? Because you guys went in with high expectations with, with a really good team that wasn't just you, Fred Roberts, Greg Kite. I mean, you, you had some talent on that team. Yeah, we did have some talent. Uh, we had a couple of guys that had uh, 12-year NBA careers. Um, I had a 14-year career. We had um, Steve Craig, who was a terrific player, was a S, a, a, the Southern California High School Athlete of the Year, was a great athlete um we had scott runia who was a fantastic shooter and played pro ball overseas for a while uh steve trumbo had a cup of coffee in the nba and played a career over in barcelona um yeah we had a lot of a a lot of talented guys greg balaf was also a very good player made a lot of big shots for us in the in, in the year that year but um we had a stacked team. We, you know, were a top-ranked team, a highly-ranked team for a stretch of that year. And uh, but when I looked at the bracket and I saw Princeton, you know, they're they're always a little scary to play against with you know the Princeton offense and how slow the game is. But we were used to playing against teams that slowed the game down. That was pre-shot clock era, and one of our biggest frustrations because we were a high-powered scoring team and one of the top scoring teams in the country. Most of our years at BYU, we our coach Frank Arnold coached under John Wooden for nine years. Also coached at University of Oregon, head coach there for a while, and um, got the head job at BYU. And and um, you know really wanted to play with pace and play and, and play up tempo. So um, you know, but so Princeton was a concern. And then we were gonna if we beat Princeton, you know, we have to play UCLA, and UCLA had. I think they had seven guys play in the NBA off of that roster and were a highly ranked team with Larry Brown as their head coach. And uh, so that was, that was our first challenge, but yeah, then we saw Notre Dame on there and Virginia. You beat the heck Harvard. out of UCLA though, Danny, right? You beat the heck out of UCLA. That game wasn't even close. Was it? Yeah. Well, you know, a crazy story about that is, you know, we're getting, I'm doing shoot around the day before uh, the Princeton game and um, in Providence Rhode Island and I go to pick up a ball and my back spasms and I'm like in bed the entire rest of the day I can't go through practice I can't do anything we've got doctors calling me from all over the world and trying to you know as this has become news can you imagine the news it would be today but back then it just got out that I may I was questionable for the game the next day I couldn't get out of bed I was in so much pain I couldn't move um so the doctor gave me a muscle relaxer in the morning 
and then again at lunch, but I couldn't, there's just no way I was get, I was going to be able to play. So I go over to the arena, which we just walked to the arena and I didn't even bring my uniform or my shoes or anything. I'm just going to go watch the game. And I'm sitting in the tunnel um, while my team is out, you know, in the, in the locker room, I'm just standing there watching Georgetown play and the adrenaline is pumping. Like this just is like too much. I give uh, a kid, one of the managers there, my key to my room, go get my bag, go get no my shoes. Doctor, give me one more muscle relaxer. <laughs> Load me up. Like, and, I'm, and, I'm, and I'm like warming up, just very tentative and just like not, still not sure I'm gonna play. And then the game started and the adrenaline just got me through that game. And the next day I woke up and I couldn't move again. And I was in a lot of pain and then but uh, by the next day, by Saturday, um, we played UCLA and I was 100%. I just like my back spasms had cleared up and I was ready to go. And, and I, I still put a lot of heat on my back, but I had, had one of the best games of my college career in that second game. It's that time of the year again, folks. Conference tournaments are tipping off. Bubble teams making their final push for a bid while the best teams in the country are gearing up for a deep run. Auto bids will be punched. Slippers will be fit. And our partners at DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook, are putting my listeners at the center of the action. If you bet $4 on an underdog in a select game this week, and that underdog wins, you win $256. That's right, $256. Here's how it works. Download the app now. Use that promo code FIELD68 when you sign up. Again, Field 68 when you sign up. Scroll through the list of select underdogs, bet $4 on them to win, and cash out a whopping $256 when they do. There's no better way for you to put your college hoops knowledge on display than to put your money where your mouth is with DraftKings Sportsbook. It's safe, it's secure, it's reliable, and you can deposit and withdraw your funds at your convenience. So remember, that's Field, the code, Field 68. Again, Field 6-8 to turn $4 into $256. For a limited time only, you must be 21 years or older. Restrictions apply. Go to DraftKings.com for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's crazy. Crazy. I didn't know that at all. At all. So, all right. So, you get through UCLA, and now you got a Notre Dame team that is loaded. I mean, loaded, right? Kelly Trapuca. You got John Paxson. Uh, right, Woolridge was on that team. I mean, they were absolutely. Low. They had they had five they had five first round NBA draft picks. Wow. Tracy Jackson, yeah. uh, who the Celtics drafted. Um, they had Joe Klein, who was on that team, and you know then they had. Um, I'm trying to think of the name of that. They had a freshman point guard. I think uh, oh, uh, Sluby, Tom yeah. Sluby. I think he was a second round pick. He was a freshman that year, but he was a good player, a good athletic kid, and big and strong for a point guard but um anyway it was a it was a very very talented team with and very well coached by digger digger did a really good job with that team and um but that game was interesting because like we couldn't guard woldridge and trapuca they were good yeah and uh you know no no coincidence those guys were both uh, kelly i think averaged 26 and a half points a game in the nba yeah they could see and uh, 
and Wooldridge, you know, 22 or 23 points a game when by the time he got to the NBA. So those guys were fantastic players. And Paxson, we know his championship pedigree in Chicago. And then, um, but they, they, they did us a favor, I thought. They, they, they ran a box and one. I had a big game against UCLA the game before. And so they, they ran a box and one against me. And it was really tough to get, uh, get shots. And I was just Paxson trying to you. that Paxson uh, on you the whole game. Paxson was on me the whole game. And whenever I caught it, there was a double team. And um, so I didn't get that many shots. And um, you know, it was a very low scoring game for, you know, having like 51, 59. I think it was for having nine NBA players who could score like guys who could, who could play. score. And, and two high-powered scoring teams with talent. It was a 51 to 50 game. And Part of that was because Kite and Roberts picked up their fourth fouls with a lot of minutes to go, like 15 or 16 minutes to go in the second half, and they were up 13. Wow. So with no, so with no shot clock, they just decided to milk it. Now we're trying to figure out how are we going to stop, you know, Woldridge and Chapuka without our best defensive players on the court. And, you know, they're trying to milk the clock and keep the ball away from us. And our, I remember our coach calling timeout like it was not 40 years ago. It feels like it was closer to tw 10 or 20 years ago. And I remember him saying, he goes, we've got this. Like they are playing right into our hands. Be patient. It's going to take a long time, but like don't make stupid fouls. Don't turn the ball over. Don't rush your shots when you get the ball back. But um, anyway, we were, he, he was just so confident that we could come back because they were actually stall, trying to stall the game out. Which you did. And then right to Trapuca hits a shot with about 10 seconds left from the corner that, that gives him the lead. What do you, what are you thinking at that, at that moment? Do you remember? Yeah. Oh, heavens. Yes. I, I remember, first of all, before that shot, um, you know, Greg Balaf one of our senior guards, he hits a top of the key jumper to put us up one. And, you know, we had been down that whole time. And there was this like, all right, like we're actually ahead in this game. Now we just got to go get a stop on Notre Dame, which obviously was, you know, they were, they're, they're stacked. But we forced Chapuka into a tough 20-foot fadeaway jump shot, and maybe 18 feet, and drains it. And now there's eight seconds left in the game. And we call timeout and, we, you know, in college you, back then still, you got to go full length of the court. And so because I'd been a box and one the whole game, double teamed the whole time, um, my whole purpose was to get the ball down the court as quick as I could try to create a double team and find the open man and hope that that guy can make the shot, whoever that may be. And however, our, whoever is the open guy. So, that's what I did. I ran around, caught the ball, dribbled up the court. And as I dribbled up the court, they, I, you know, I was going full speed. So it was hard for them to put the trap and I was weaving in and out the court and got all the way to the rim and, and, and shot a little finger roll up over Woldridge and, uh, and the game was over. And that was just a unbelievable, unbelievable game. Was that, how was it drawn up? Was it just drawn up? Hey, get you the ball and, and, and go and obviously if you can get all the way to the basket great but I assume you didn't think you'd get all the way there 
No, I didn't. I, I mean, I really anticipated just pushing as hard as I could. And there would be, you know, a big man and two guys preventing me from getting shot. And I would end up having to kick it to someone else. Uh, and, you know, part of my mind, like if I if I can pull up, um, you know, from 20 or 25 feet, you know, and take a shot if I get a good look and good rhythm. But uh, I really was anticipating just pushing it up and I was going to be forced to give the ball up. But uh, they never were able to get the ball out of my hands and got, you know, we we're very fortunate. Yeah, you uh, you hit the shot with two seconds left. And I think then you forgot you might have to play a little defense after that. Right. Yeah, but you know, in those days the clock kept running, so right. two seconds goes to one second. Yeah, yeah. By the time the guy, you know, by the I think while the pass was in the air, the clock went out. So didn't matter. Didn't matter. What? Yeah. What? What was it like? I mean, you you did you understand the magnitude of that and 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 that shot forever being in NCAA tournament lore? I mean, that's one of the most memorable shots ever. You know, I I don't. I don't, you know, you don't, you're not thinking that you're just trying to win a game. And, um, you know, since then, yeah, I've had so many people to ask me about that shot and, you know, I love you because you beat Notre Dame or I hate you because you beat Notre Dame. And, um, you know, I've heard just about everything through that, through that whole, uh, experience, but, you know, it's a very memorable time. The NCAA tournament is always fun winning big games. Notre Dame was, a, was, I think the fifth or sixth rated team in the country at that time. And, uh, a very stacked team that I had a great deal of respect for. The first time I ever ran into Kelly Chapuka was, you know, I didn't, we didn't play AAU in my era, but we did have a big AAU tournament in Boca Raton, Florida. And that was when I was first introduced to Kelly Chapuka, who, you know, from New Jersey and 6'6", 200 pounds, strong guy, was really dynamic player. And so we, you know, we had a, a, an amazing amount of respect for, for them and who they, who they could be and, um it was we knew it was a huge win any crazy stories after that shot anything crazy happened to you anything memorable that you'll never forget I mean obviously you had another big game right after so you didn't you didn't have like a week to celebrate or anything like that you had good old Ralph Sampson waiting for you yeah we had Ralph Sampson and Jeff uh, and uh Jeff Lamb but waiting for us uh they're a great team at the ACC but yeah um not really. I mean, we just, it, it's a game that we still talk about and it was a big, big victory for our program and um, very memorable. The only, elite eight, right? game. the only elite eight appearance in, in BYU history still. Oh, is that right? I didn't, I didn't even know that. I believe so. I believe that so. could be, that could be. Well, listen, I, I appreciate you taking us through it. Uh, one of the more memorable moments uh, in NCAA tournament history. I don't think you can go. Uh, you think you can go full length now in 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 six seconds? I probably cannot. I probably need. I probably need eight and a half. I'd say about sixteen instead. Of <laughs> I don't know. We'll we'll time you. We'll have crew time you and see how long it takes you to get from from one baseline to uh, to the basket there.